job. That's another thing that brings me back. Like I tell folks, if you get the sound right, I'll never leave. Really? Yeah. I think my sound quality is horrible. No, you do a good job balancing. You never, you never make me feel like what she say. What? What they talking about over there? I'm always just like, yeah, yeah. Now I'm making my sandwich. Yep, my ham and cheese tastes so much better in this combo. I just like mm, my honey buns. This this is great. Thank you, Hawaii. Like I just be like, nah, this is great. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, you've been kind of giving me all my flowers since you got here. <laughs> I been. I need that. I need that a little bit. Now I'm dead ass. I couldn't wait to because like um outside of us supposed to have done the situation we were supposed to do before the pandemic. Yeah. I, it was that, nice when I found out you had a show that I could pay attention to and you was being a real nigga on it. You weren't just mm-hmm. making a show to be a show. Like a lot of folks are making shows to make shows. Yeah. And it's like, nah, this is honest. Like there's a piece of pie and there's real life here. And like, this is genuine. Like when you talk, that. I could tell like, oh, nah, she's not faking this. This is like some real stuff. I appreciate that. You're doing it. good. I appreciate doing that. good. I appreciate I'm it for you. <laughs> I really do appreciate that. And I'm going to elaborate on why I appreciate that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, these gas prices, though. Oh, so we in it right now. When's the we last? In it. When's the last time y'all got y'all bought gas? I bought I put fifty dollars in my tank on Sunday or Monday. I bought and sixty it did, today. It didn't put me at a full tank. Literally sixty today. It did it fill you up? It filled me up. Okay. I was upset, but it filled me up. I don't drive, but I saw the Uber rates getting higher, and I was like, "Oh, the gas is going up. This is real. It's affecting all of us now." Yeah, yeah, like it's nuts. I think gas is like five dollars a gallon, if not more. It's close. It's just close. It's like twelve cents that. away. Yeah, it's close. Yeah. I just came from Elena. Mm-hmm. I mean, not mm-hmm. Elena. Mm-hmm. You know why I'm saying mm-hmm. Elena? Mm-hmm. Because my song is Clay Coat is not Elena. <laughs> I love that song. Anyway, I just came from Houston, and gas is cheaper in Houston the- than it is. What? It's, it's still four dollars, but mm-hmm. it's not as high as here. Okay. It's in the early fours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reminds us of the forty forty club days. I believe that gas is on, it's five dollars though. Like, and I'm living through it, and I'm buying gas. <laughs> like, why am I not in a <laughs> This is the equivalent of I got got. <laughs> Seriously, this is really wild. Like, we're living in wild times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and we're paying for it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The, yo, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. We're living in wild times, and we're paying for yeah. it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. What did we do to deserve? We were born. We were born. We were born. That's <laughs> we it. Born. We showed up. That's yeah. all. That's all it ever took. Damn, that sucks. And and shout out to all the mothers that are like losing their minds because there's a baby formula shortage. Mm-hmm. Because that in itself is also crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I part time I work at like a retail store mm-hmm. that sells formula, and I've noticed this for a while, but I always thought that it was um like just an our issue mm-hmm. i didn't think it was like a nationwide mm-hmm. issue nationwide i thought issue. but it's a nationwide issue mm-hmm. i have a hack for baby formula y'all you tell your hack, hack and then i'll tell mine go ahead i watched this on tiktok mm. shout out to tiktok mm. Okay? Mm. tell if us about the corner switch... <laughs> i'll tell you about the corner if you go on amazon and switch your shipping to canada mm-hmm. they got baby formula mm-hmm. what's good mm-hmm. what's good mm-hmm. yes but how does that work when you live in america Canada is the bomb. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I'm about to move there. Tomorrow. So, what do you get a plug in Canada and then just have them mail it to you? I mean, most likely. I mean, yeah. even folks in Australia, when you go to the Facebook groups, they were sending people in America formula because they saw we had a shortage. Mm. There's like stories of people getting free formula or having enough money to make the purchases from other countries. So, do you guys think that stuff like this is purpose is done on purpose? Yes. What you mean, not giving a fuck about niggas? Yes. But like more so than that purposefully sabotaging America mm-hmm. for some alternative reason. I think that's too deep. I don't think it's sabotaging America. I think it's sabotaging a certain group, period, of people you don't care about as long as they don't make you money. But it's also affecting white folk, right? It is now. Now that it's affecting mm-hmm. white folks, it's a bigger, wider topic. Mm-hmm. That's, that's dark. That's no, but, that's it, but it is. That's where we at. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never really think about it like that, but if we want to be serious, things don't become national news until they affect both black mm-hmm. and brown mm-hmm. and white and everybody. Yeah. When it's just affecting like b- black people, something that has probably been affecting us for a while, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't gain that much traction. Yeah, but that's what it means to be mm-hmm. black. It affects us before everybody else usually. Mm, that's very true. That. Um, that's very true. So if you guys are listening, you hear two voices today. First of all, let me say happy Monday. Happy Monday. Shout out to all you beautiful listeners out there. My name is Jernique. I'm the host of the This is 30 podcast. And like I was about to say, if you are listening, I have two guests on this show. One you know and you love and you've heard her many times before. It's my cousin, Hola, this is Cousin Quad. How are you? <laughs> Quadly is in the building. And then there's somebody you guys haven't heard, but like y'all probably know him, like, because he's like a celebrity. Um, <laughs> he's a celebrity. And introduce yourself. Hey, what's up? My name's Dwight Juice Jones. Nice to meet you guys. I run a mental health and wellness outreach program out in DC. We've got 150 folks registered into therapy over the last three years, and I hope everyone's doing well. Yes, yay, that's yay. dope. See, I was gonna introduce you and I was gonna say Dwight, but then I was like, I don't know if he wants to go by Juice. It's cool. So I was like, let me let him introduce himself. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so happy to have you on the fly mm-hmm. on this episode. This, you know, I like when things just work out. It's been, let me tell you, it's been a beautiful Friday for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not gonna go into detail, but it's been a beautiful Friday. And this, this coming together randomly randomly literally makes mm-hmm. it a beautiful friday because i didn't even know this was gonna happen mm. um and i think it's a beautiful thing um those of you that are listening i like when people come on the show i like to give them a background of how i know certain people mm-hmm. so i've known the white since i was maybe six maybe mm-hmm. seven mm-hmm. maybe a little younger but first grade yeah yeah so six seven Y'all know, like, a lot of people that I've known from my childhood, I've known them for a long time. OLHC was just that place. Mm -hmm. It was just that Mm -hmm. place. We built a lot of lifelong relationships. We ran it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, OLHC (laughs) was a... We were fascinating. We were fascinating. It was a really good, close-knit school, and we all kind of developed really cool bonds. And no matter the closeness... I feel like to some extent we all still have relationships with one another, which yeah. I think is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, but like Dwight mentioned, he's like doing big things um, um, out in D.C. I've, I, I'm, before we even go into how we like kind of relinked, mm-hmm. um, can you just tell the listeners about what you do, get home safe mm-hmm. and your brand and things like that? 
Okay, so in 20, I'll do this year by year because it's just an easier breakdown. So in 2019, which was the first official year of Get Home Safe, outside of us sitting down for six months to plan out how we want to go about community outreach, I was like, okay, what's one thing I want the black community around me in D.C. to have? And the bar industry, because that's the industry that I came from. I was like, I want us to have examples of what do therapists look and sound like. So most people think about going to get therapy. They're like, I got to do this office. I got to register. These niggas going to ask me for insurance. Can I say niggas on this, by the way? Okay. These niggas going to ask me for insurance. This is going to be some shit. And I was like, all right, how about we do a whole happy hour? I bring black people in. They're therapists. They're attractive. They have smiles. They're my niggas. We cracking jokes. And people get to inquire and ask questions. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I don't need, I, I've been I've been trying to go to one. For a while. <laughs> I'm go. We gotta take a trip. Right? Yeah, yeah. We gonna take a trip. See, the thing is, though, due to COVID, we're no longer doing the in-person community outreach because, mm-hmm. like, even though the world's open, it's still it's still crazy outside. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I got my Uber today, and the dude was like, "Oh no, you don't gotta take your mask off." I was like, "No, I'm good." He's like, "Oh no, you good?" I was like, "No, I am good." <laughs> <laughs> So that's what we did in 2019. And by then, I think we got a little bit under 37 people registered into therapy. But the goal wasn't to get people registered into therapy. The goal was to expose people to therapists and see, did they want to make the decision for themselves, which is way more important than just getting therapy. Because like a lot of these companies, they're like, well, what's the bottom line? What's your numbers and everything else? And it's like, at the end of the day, they are still people and it's still about community. So in 2020, right the, before the pandemic hit, we had this whole tour. It was like, yo, we going to Jersey in like September. We putting it together. We doing a panel. We doing Texas, you know, New York. And then my birthday hit. I was like, oh, shit, happy birthday to me. And then the next day, it was like, yo, the world's closed. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's crazy. I was like, I guess I guess we ain't doing shit. I guess, I guess we just in here. <laughs> wow. So you haven't done any of like your bar events in a while. I haven't done any of my bar events in a minute. Yeah. And what's also ironic is after selling clothing and making hoodies because i was like okay if i can't get in contact with people in terms of doing in-person events let's sell clothing with messaging so the first year we did this we had hype me up because i wanted people to learn to compliment each other so like a lot of the concepts we came up with which we as me is like what are things that i did that i remember or noticed people felt good about so like when i compliment people niggas love compliments but when niggas get the compliments correct they're like yo this nigga really know me i, I did wash my face today i did put on the chapstick oh he mm, i'm caught oh i like when this nigga compliment me and i was like i bet that was the first year the second year was hug your friends which is that. which is crazy when you think about the pandemic telling people to hug your friends yeah. and niggas are supposed to stay away from each other but it sold and people liked it and i was like all right cool and then the third year um which was 2021 i was like all right the world was open but not open things were questionable people weren't really sure if they could feel safe around each other and i looked at the work that we did and i was like we don't have wellness we have therapists and we have therapy and we have medication but i think there's a voice that's missing from the platform in terms of people's opinions that are in it when it comes to therapists and folks that prescribe people drugs that help them out and i was like all right let's do three open events and open spaces where people can feel safe and let's make it about the art let's make it super blackety black 
And then you also got to understand all the riots and things that we had to go through in the in-between and how much anger there was. And it's like, I right, can you put an event together that people are going to enjoy and benefit from? And now we hear a whole bunch of content creation for 2022. Yeah, I, I've been seeing you moving. I think that I feel like every conversation that I see you have mm-hmm. is deep. And I like that. It doesn't matter the aura, though, around the the conversation because the aura can be very chill it mm-hmm. can ver- be very light mm-hmm. but i feel like the content is always deep it's always meaningful yes it's maybe what i more so mean than deep it's always meaningful and i like that because i think it's important to i think that's the whole idea behind what you do is tapping into meaningfulness but in spaces where people don't feel the heaviness Mm -hmm. of the meaningfulness Mm -hmm. because sometimes like you said these things like therapy and getting help and making sure you're mentally aware it's it's heavy it's like it if it feels too much to bear but if you if you lighten the playing field and like change the environment where somebody feels safe mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but but they're also getting real good help yeah like at the same time that's kind of like it's like tricking somebody mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and i'm sure that was the goal that was the goal i wanted yeah. to not only were you about to say something i saw the hand no, moving go right okay ahead. i, I, I right saw ahead. the hand i was I'm like look if you got to say something like go for it right okay um so the goal was when it comes to normalizing things a lot of folks is like if you put it in front of them they're gonna enjoy it and it's like well what if they don't like how do you make it enjoyable how do you make something painful um a lighter experience how do you make light of someone's experience without insulting them that was something that really we really had to work on and what i noticed from the very first event that we did Folks were approaching therapists and saying exactly what was wrong in their lives immediately. And we had to say, whoa, don't do that here. Get their number. Yeah, but it, but it's good because it shows that people were waiting for people to do what we did. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was fascinating because I was like. I don't remember ever hearing someone say, I wish there was a safe space. Women or men. I don't remember anybody saying, man, I've always wanted to look into therapy, but I don't have any options. I don't remember examples of people saying, is this really the life we're supposed to be a part of? And that's it. And when we made these events, people started saying this out loud at all the events. And I was like, oh, we're going to bring a change. So like now mental health is more than a buzzword. But like what's scary is after something becomes more of a buzzword because it's um, normalized, it becomes about the bottom dollar. So, for example, companies like BetterHelp, right? Mm -hmm. They're good for the outreach. But unfortunately, the therapists I work with say They're good for getting us out there as therapists, but we're not getting paid enough as therapists. Or in order for you to be a therapist with better help, you have to have a very heavy caseload. And for me and what we do, it's about the quality of the service that you're getting. Because if I get you to register for therapy and you're not getting quality service, I'm doing you a disservice. It's about who you are and who you can become after I connect you with the people that are important to me. Not just, we got niggas in therapy. It's like, yeah, now that's cool. But who are they going to be allowed to be after? And are we really doing right by the people that we originally reached out to three years ago? And that's what I think about. And oh, I was just going to add, especially in our community, mm-hmm. I will say just us as, as a black people, sometimes to admit that we need help is mm-hmm. hard. 
And I mean, I commend you for, for doing that and for looking out for our community because I do think it's important. And even working in New York, I mean, I wasn't on the therapy side, but I did help like families and children. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell there was like, like they want to share. And after knowing some of my families, I'm like, you know, what you can go ahead, you know, there's there's resources mm-hmm. I can take there, but they just didn't want to share mm-hmm. their story because a lot of it is tra- traumatic. So half of what I got is I kind of I kind of like advocated a little bit for them mm-hmm. and and I kind of understood too. Yeah. You know, um so I would just want to thank you and on the foreigner side too because you know both of our parents mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. our parents are from countries yeah. they don't have. They don't. They I It was I always felt, survival. Yeah, I feel like there was like an emotional piece missing. Mm-hmm. So when they they brought their when they came here, they raised their children, they didn't realize like, you know, we are emotional beings. We're emotional. So the emotional component was missing. And even, even as I get older, like I see that. And mm-hmm. sometimes like I have to correct, hey, do I have to correct my mom sometimes and stop But Like, listen, you got to understand those same things you grew up with are way different than what you're telling me now. You're telling me this and you're saying, oh, because I'm trying to make sure you get better. But that doesn't really help me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think about it now, but you know, mental health is very important yeah, throughout even- the course of your life. I even had like a whole moment with my mom yesterday, ironic enough. And like when you become an adult, you just when your parents say certain things, you're like, hey, fam, who are you talking to? (laughs) Like, like, what are you talking about? So like long story short, me and one of my homies had a falling out and I let her know about it last year. And I don't think it was registering that like me as an adult whether I was an adult, a kid, or a teenager, if I fall out with one of my friends, you don't get to dictate whether I should be okay with what that person did to me. And I was explaining to her what happened, and she was like, well, how could you insult him like that? I was like, this nigga had me fucked up. I was like, you don't get to tell me whether I'm cool with them or not. And and that's exactly what I said at the table, and I was like, but it's also not your fight, because my whole thing with this particular person is, Since I've been in D.C. for about 12, 14 years, I was like, my friends have a responsibility to keep the relationship going with you as my parent. If we're calling each other family, you guys should be checking in on each other. It's a two way street. Y'all weren't checking in on him. He wasn't checking in on you. Now that I've pieced that up last year, you guys haven't really been doing the work. So however I feel in that friendship is how I feel. But I'm allowed to call my friends out like they're allowed to call me out. So whatever I feel is how I feel. And she was like, oh, you can't insult him like that. Because I was like, look, when people do you wrong, you shouldn't just let them be okay with doing you wrong, no matter who it is. And I was like, standing up for myself may not be what you want to see or what you're used to or what you've allowed yourself to do. But I'm never going to make that mistake. And I just left it at that. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. They, you know. It's weird that we're kind of transitioning into this parental mm-hmm. conversation as it relates to mental health or just making decisions because I think that that's this is the this is thirty podcast and I think that's one of the biggest transitions or the hardest transitions to make is transitioning into an adult and I think that when you reach your thirties is when you reach your breaking point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that of course many of us. Um, reach it not many of us many of us feel like adults a lot in our 20s and we experience adult like things and we most of us are doing adult like things in our 20s but I think that there is something about that 30 that 29 to 30 that really tells 
you to mm-hmm. tell your parents you got me fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> respect, respectfully, respectfully, respectfully yes. you got me yes. fucked up. Yes. I, I feel like I am a jukebox because I feel like I'm constantly telling my mother, I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, stop bothering me. Stop mm-hmm. trying to tell me. And I talked about it on this podcast a, a lot. I feel like being that I was the first in my familiar f- family, I feel like because I am the first who mm-hmm. was born in America, mm-hmm. I have little girl syndrome. I was the first baby around everybody. Mm-hmm. So they, I grew up with everybody. As everybody was growing up, I was growing up. And I feel like as I've adulted, it has still left me in this space of you're a little girl and I'm not a little girl. Mm -hmm. I'm a grown ass woman. Mm -hmm. Like, and y'all need to treat me as such my mom in particular. And you know, and I, some of that is my fault more so as it is their fault because I've kept myself as a child for too long. But I talk about this a lot on the podcast too. Like, I admire my little sister because she has like a very grown esque attitude, but I think maintaining that and, acting on it young will put your parents in their place Mm -hmm. and let them know not to play with you and you know it's something i had to learn very late um you know when it comes to their input or you know it's like at a certain point it's like i either need you to support me i need you to be a listening ear but i don't always need you to tell me what to do and that goes for anybody in life Mm -hmm. like sometimes i'm not i'm not asking for your advice i'm just sharing something with you Mm -hmm. be thankful that we're still in a position where i want to share it with Mm -hmm. you where i want to talk to you about it so it's just like it's you know i totally it's a weird thing i agree with everything you are saying (laughs) because you know what Personally, right now, mm-hmm. I am in that point of my life. I'm in my mid-30s. I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to say that. But I am in my mid-30s, and I am up to here with mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about the family drama. Yeah. I got my own life. I don't care. Yeah. But my mom, because I'm the only girl, my mom tends to tell me everything. I'm like, listen, I don't care about what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I yeah. understand. Do you do you understand what I, listen, I know, I know, I know, I know the struggle. I know it yeah. very well, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just. I guess it's growing pains. You it know? is. It is. It's just that I hate that I'm. I'm gonna reach my pinnacle of adulthood mm-hmm. at 35 or older. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm be, 33 now, and I mm-hmm. feel like my mom still tries to little girl me. Oh, yeah. Like a lot. And yeah. Now I let I let niggas know what it is from the door. Like yeah. uh, when I graduated college, it was like, oh, so when you moving back? I was like, who said I'm moving back? <laughs> Like nah, straight, straight, straight up. Mistake. I was like, yeah. And who said I'm moving that back? That was the biggest mistake. And she I was, yeah. My, I should have yeah. I and, really should have moved back. Mm-hmm. I'd have stayed in my box. I should have stripped. I should have did it all. Yeah. I should have conned. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I won't con anybody. No, but I should have just like I mean, some folks do. You know, unfortunately, that yeah. was I think my biggest regret was mm-hmm. going back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think after college, I should have just like been like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. That's yeah, what I, what I what I did on my end is um, after graduation, I let them know I was like I'm never moving back. And it's like why not? I was like 
there's too many strings attached on this side. Mm. I was like, when I move mm. back, you guys have expectations of me that I'm not really trying to fulfill right now. Cause mm. like our agreement was when I graduate college, I can do whatever I want to do. Yes, I'm can. just here to fulfill the pro- the promise of college. Yes. Yeah. But like I realized after fulfilling that promise and they said, Oh, we'll support you. No, mm-hmm. they won't. They'll support <laughs> me in parameters. So like yeah. when it came to pro sports and me doing all those NFL CFL tryouts, mm-hmm. they was like, Oh no, you can figure it out. Nigga, how? You know how much the training costs? You know how much rent costs? You know how much my bills cost? I am an expensive person. Existing is expensive, right? And then when I realized, oh, my parents who said they're going to help me out with my dreams only are going to help me out with very particular dreams. Mm. That's when I was like, okay, I have to change a lot of dynamics. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And it it made me know, I was like, I'm going to have to be careful with how I pick and choose particular things when it comes to them. And then like even coming back for these two weeks, because this is the longest I've ever been around my parents since I've graduated college in 2012. Think about that. When I come home, I'm home for like two days and I'm out. And they're like, why? I was like, you guys don't get it. I was like, I am staying away from you. I was like, you um, parents, when you're born as a kid, they're like, oh, you're my child. It's like, yeah, but Mm -hmm. being your child doesn't mean we're growing up together. It means I came from you and you raised me to a certain point. And I've had to deal with things by myself that you're never going to hear about. Mm -hmm. And I told my dad, specifically my dad, I was like, okay, you guys have two weeks where I'm going to be around you and you're going to get older. And I need to know all the fucked up things that are going on with you guys in these two weeks. I need to know who you are. I need to know who you're not. Even if you annoy the shit out of me, that's fine. I need to know what I'm dealing with because eventually you guys are going to get to a point that I have to take care of you. And I need to understand who am I taking care of and what are your needs and expectations. And I need to be the one to let you know certain expectations are not going to get filled. But that good shit I got for you. Cool. We got it. And that's it. Yeah. Just very straight up. I really appreciate that. Because probably that's what I should have did. I really should have just, <laughs> just left and just been like, nah, you got to figure it out. Because mm-hmm. my mom is a whole, like, whole, mm-hmm. has her whole life. Mm-hmm. This has been her whole life. Even while we were all still, like, minors. She's always lived her life. But sometimes I feel like I need to, I don't know what it is. I feel like I need to over achieve and always um always make sure she's happy first i still do that as an adult girl be careful exactly and i'm starting to realize like yo why are you even worried about why you're if your mom's happy she mm-hmm. is in her own life you mm-hmm. need to separate so i'm about to start separate i like that take your time though take your time because exactly. they still have feelings and yes of course and they aren't good with their feelings parents Definitely. uh think of feelings as happy and sad and it's mm-hmm. like no you guys have a whole like spectrum of things in between right. it that you guys need to start identifying and doing better with like when you're frustrated what are you frustrated with are you jealous it's okay to be jealous where does it come from admit it out loud have you have you ever worked through your feelings not gotten the job done mm-hmm. two very different things and i try to talk to them about it and i feel like my dad has made great progress and my mom is still my mom yeah. that's the most polite way to put it our moms will always be our moms that is the polite Ooh, that mom that mm-hmm. mom it's, it's like the mom. love but mm. the annoyance because i can't even say hate mm-hmm. but the annoyance oh my gosh mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. my mom is gonna be the death of me i love the lady so much mm-hmm. i love her so much but she is a special person yeah she is special and 
in many ways mm -hmm. some good and some bad mm -hmm. um but she's mm -hmm. special and i can't wait to become a mom so that one day my kids can <laughs> talk about me in this life you're gonna be a great mom i'm all looking right. forward to it you will yeah, yeah, i'm definitely looking cool. forward well, to we're it we're all gonna be saying yeah you're yeah cool. yeah, yeah. yeah no, i'm not I'm a regular mom i'm a cool mom yeah <laughs> I plan to be a cool mom. <laughs> the way she said, uh, uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I really want to be a cool mom. You'll be cool. Yeah. I think you got it in you. Um, I hope so. God, God willing, I will become a mom very soon. Or, you know what? Oh, rather than very soon. The, the okay, manifestations. Now. Okay. Rather than very soon, um, in, a, in, a, in a manner that is not harmful to my life, in a mm. manner that is is conducive to healthiness mm -hmm. because that's that's the only thing i'm honestly worried about as even though y'all know i talk about this on this podcast so much about wanting to be a mom i'm okay with waiting i just don't want the weight to make my pregnancy harder mm -hmm. okay. you know okay. like you because you know they talk about age and etc etc yeah. et mm -hmm. if i can i don't care when i have a baby as long as i can have a smooth pregnancy and deliver my child i'm mm -hmm. cool like that's fine but you have to realize you are of African stock, okay? Mm, so don't mm. don't don't we think of it. The we, stock. We, we are built different. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We All right. built different. Okay, I accept built that. Built for tough. Built up. for tough. Built for tough. So um Dwight and I were actually, along with two other friends of ours, um, were supposed to actually do an event. And mm -hmm. it was supposed to be a great event. Mm -hmm. I was so excited for this mm -hmm. um, because we were supposed to put on like this, I guess we could call it a mental health event. Mm -hmm. um, it was going to be a panel discussion. It was, it was about to be, be in our bags. Yes, it was going to be nice. And we got all of... What I love the most about that event is that it was four minds from different walks of life, mm -hmm. different expertise. Mm -hmm. There was a nurse, teacher, and mm -hmm. podcaster, mm -hmm. DJ, mm -hmm. uh, therapist, mm -hmm. um, a behavioral therapist. There was you. You had your whole brand. You had everything. You had the the event city on lock, and COVID shut that down mm -hmm. for us. Yeah. But it was gonna be a great event. And um, what do you think about like? people coming together to create moments like that mm -hmm. for i guess people to experience what do you think about that i think people need that exposure yeah even with covid and everything else we can do it in a park we could do it in a bar That's we could true. do it at a brunch we could do it at a church we could do it at a parking lot the thing that makes it special is the want and the need to serve the community and people to know oh there are niggas who are thinking about me who don't even know my name yeah and I think another thing that's important about what we we're trying to put together is we want people to understand that this is a very relatable topic that you two can relate to who doesn't have any background in this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just want the conversation to be the conversation. We want people to hear about our stories and them to leave and on the drive home to be like, damn, that shit happened to me two and a half years ago and I never talked to anybody about it. Yeah. And like that, what we wanted to put together would have been very important but what I'm glad about is even if it didn't happen, we we put in effort. We tried. We attempted. And then we had two years of COVID and we were like, fuck this. Yeah. 
which is good because it's very important to learn to move on. I think a lot of folks in our shoes, when we create things, we don't know how to let things go. We fall in love with the idea. We get enamored with it. And we don't understand that sometimes certain things have a place in a time period and it's okay to walk away onto something that's more fulfilling. That's a word. That's a word. That's a word. Things have their time and their place and it is okay to walk away. Way mm-hmm. that's that's for everything mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. it is okay to walk away. Yeah, and, and you ooh, that's a word. Yeah. Right yeah. Did you did you remember one of the things I said at that meeting we had at the restaurant in person? No. I was like, look, as long as this shit's fun, I'm there. Okay. And that's like one of my rules I stick to. Once things are no longer fun, once we're no longer enjoying building up to the moment, once we're no longer looking forward to what we've put together, that's a sign that maybe this isn't for us. And it's very important. When the conversations lessen, when the energies lessen, when the ideas lessen and people are just in different places, I'm like, well, yo, it's, we all got to do this, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nothing should be forced. Mm-hmm. Nothing should be forced mm-hmm. at all. So... Um, you know, transitioning from serious topics mm-hmm. until more lighthearted topics. Mm-hmm. And since we're on the idea of being forced, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. relationships should never be forced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all mm-hmm. like my transition? Too? I like that. That was, right. good. That was like smooth. That. Right. that was you smooth. Know, just I, like these drinks we said, right. that was smooth. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just so, I see you, honey. I see you. <laughs> I'm about to make me another drink. But what I was, I was going to say. To. To is, to bring um, relationships should not be forced and mm-hmm. let me tell you i speak to women all day every day mm-hmm. and i always love when i get the opportunity to get a guy up here mm-hmm. to talk relationships mm-hmm. because i'm a very you niggas are crazy mm-hmm. and you know that you mm-hmm. you just said that mm-hmm. a few minutes ago mm-hmm. you niggas i believe i listen the state of dating is a wild one. It really it's is. It's a wild one. It's a shootout. But I would like you mm-hmm. in opposition of me doing male bashing. But I honestly don't even think I'd be on my male bashing floor. I'm, I'm like, a realist. Yeah. I think you do a great job after like shooting bullets and spraying the whole room up <laughs> of saying, all right, let me, let me bring the y'all. other side in. You really do. Because I'd be like, yo, she hating on me. Because remember, I'm in the middle of my sandwich when I'm listening to your like shows and stuff. <laughs> but then like she cleans it up so well. I'm like, all right, that's, that's a critique. It's not hate. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, and that's honestly how I feel mm-hmm. when I'm talking about things. I don't hate men. I do believe that there are great men out here, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of hope for myself, my mm-hmm. friends, all of my people. But I do think that the effed up stuff that I see is mm-hmm. beyond and me. You know of, mm-hmm. it, and and you experience, and I've you may have experienced yeah, some yeah. that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. I've seen. Yeah. I've heard about it's mm. beyond me mm-hmm. so first my first question to you is are you single or are you in a relationship i'm in a relationship okay yes how long have you been in a relationship up to this point it's going to be two years in august which as you and i know is surprising because i was like fuck these niggas because okay. remember when when we had our meetup, <laughs> the reason that I do get home safe and everything else was because of who I lost, and I I wasn't yeah. trying to see futures with like other people. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I could have this person. Oh, I could date this person. I was like, I've lived a good life. Yeah. I just want to help the community. Uh-huh. And this nigga came into my DM was like, I want you. I was like, stay away. What's wrong with you, nigga? I'm hurt. Yeah. I was like, I stay away from me. Person. And she was like, but I want you. I was like, you watch the Boondocks. You know what you sound like right now, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
let me know if um because i don't want to go into an area that you don't want to go into you could go ahead i'm Um, really good with speaking on it okay so your past relationship Mm -hmm. your Mm ex-girlfriend were you guys in a relationship when uh when she passed when she passed no we weren't in a relationship so at that time we had dated from about the let me see 2012 was when we met met in terms of talked and everything else got together 2013 so it was like 2013 until about 2017 is how long we dated okay and yeah i can tell the listeners yeah okay so your ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. committed suicide there's actually better language for that i'm sorry um she died by suicide she died by so su- the reason it's she died by suicide is as a society commitment is usually you're in a relationship you're in love you're dedicating yourself to this thing suicide is i'm trying to get the fuck out of here because i'm tired of whatever this life has to present things didn't line up these people did not do right by me get me out of here okay it's the same as quitting a job you feel what i'm saying when you get fed up with a job and you've dedicated so much of your life to your job you think why am i here if they're not giving me what i needed there were promises that were broken there were folks who were supposed to have my back who didn't you guys reported me to the boss how many times you gonna report me to the boss my nigga we, we shared a j together and it's just like nah fuck this okay yeah so thank you for um educating me on of the course, language of course um so if she died by suicide mm-hmm. and i'm sure that was you but when she died you guys were broken up we were broken up, but we were still working on things. Okay. So leading up to that, and it, it's like a really sad story. So I'll just give everybody, a, um, what's what's the word for like a short, short, short story? Like a short version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Long story short. Um, us working on our relationship ourselves, we were both in like dark places. So like we both came out of relationships when we met each other. We were both like, yo, fuck them niggas. But we were still talking to them niggas on the phone. It was like, it was like a lot of like, yo, we are some great fuck niggas together. I was like, this is beautiful. Cause like, I think when you fall in love with someone, you don't think about the possibility of, oh my God, can I love two people at the same time? And that happened to me in the relationship before we got together. And I was conflicted because I was like, you can love two people? My parents told me it was one person. And then like after cutting off the other person and that person is a ball of drama, I'm not even going to touch. Um... I really had to, I wouldn't say grow up because I've always been matured, but I had to redefine what love was and what it looked like and how I show love to this person. So love wasn't just sex and I really like this person and I want to see a bright future for them. Love was sometimes rubbing their feet, cooking them dinner. We don't do anything. I make space for you to study. Uh, love was sometimes when you're studying stuff, let's talk about it out loud so I learn what you learn so I can help you. Love was, okay, I know you want to be a part of this group that you've never been a part of. And even though the folks in high school betrayed you coming out of high school, going into college, I have your back no matter what. What can I do to help you? And who do you need me to be in order to be there for you? And love for her was, okay, you're chasing the NFL. If the NFL teams aren't calling, what are the other opportunities you can do tryout-wise? Love for her was, okay, if the arena football league isn't working out, are there any Canadian football league teams you could play for? What are the other options? Love for her was, okay, your family's not supporting you financially. My mom loves you and really appreciates everything you do for me as a boyfriend. Can my family help you out financially or at least be there for you whenever need be? 
and I had never experienced that because dating to me has always just been me and the person. I've never thought about what it's like to date someone and their family. Mm -hmm. And that makes things deeper because you're not just talking about mom and dad. You're talking about mom, dad, cousins, the dog in the house, Mm -hmm. the other cousin house where they do the cookouts, the celebrations. I was just like, what is this world I'm exposed of? And Mm -hmm. then I became integrated and I was just like, how am I supposed to leave this? And then like, um, I think I got faced with have you guys ever experienced a friend having a breakdown or an episode? I'm sure I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the friend with the breakdown of the episode. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. There are different levels of breaking down. So, most folks, when they think of a breakdown, they think of someone crying and they're having a moment. But there's sometimes when the breakdown goes further where, like, the person can't move or function for mm-hmm. 24 hours because their mind has been taxed with too much. Yeah. That was my first time experiencing going to the hospital for a friend mm-hmm. who's having a breakdown. Like, even if we were dating, this person is still my friend. It wasn't just my girlfriend. This is like, yeah. you, for the people I date, you're my friend first. I date you second, no matter what. I got your back. Don't got to question that. But like, I need to be able to be your friend. And then, like, there was, like, another breakdown. And I had to start paying attention to, like, what are her working habits? How much pressure is she putting on herself? Is her family putting pressure on her? Is there medication? But then, like, when we first met before doing anything, we had a whole conversation about what did she go through before doing anything? Because, like, before I lay with people, I'm like, who are you? Who am I having sex with? Who am I going to think about loving in this lifetime? And I think that may have put me ahead of the curve when it came to relationships, because I tell you the truth. If you tell me the truth, if we have this middle ground, am I going to be willing to deal with you as a person? Like, I think there's nothing wrong with asking people, can I afford you in life? And a lot of people's like, oh, no, you should. Love is love. No, love is a bill Mm -hmm. and it's okay. Do I have the capacity to deal with you as a person? And can I afford you if you're down and you need support? And and am I willing to take that bill on? And can you do the same for me? Like, are we really thinking of each other? Can I afford you? This is why I don't talk to you niggas. Because (laughs) you niggas can't afford me. And if you listen beyond the word afford, you would realize Mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with money. You niggas cannot afford me. Mm. Y'all can't afford what it takes to love me. Mm -hmm. Y'all can't. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Continue. Yeah. Tatting that on my arm. No. <laughs> Yo, love is a bill. Can you afford me? Yeah. yeah. I'm about to start asking men this. Can you afford me? And if you think it has anything to do with money, I'm gonna mm-hmm. be like, goodbye. Walk yeah. Out. You yeah. don't even get it. And you don't even get it. You don't have the mental capacity to get it. I gotta go. Yeah. And I think with a lot of my current relationships now, in one relationship it hasn't been multiple. Um. I say that to them, too, because right now who I'm dating, she deals with fibromyalgia and endometriosis. Do you guys know what that is? Do you have an Uh, idea of what that is? Uh So, like, she's been in the hospital for, like, the last seven days. 
like today she just got discharged so me being in jersey as the the dc nigga of the family it's like we don't ever get to see you i was like yeah i finally made two weeks for you and when i make the two weeks shit hits the fan with her and then like she's telling me stuff going on with the family who's doing well who's dropping the ball and i'm thinking to myself damn i gotta come back to dc and check niggas and you never want to sit down with someone's family like mom dad be like oh what's, what's up with you niggas what you doing like that's your daughter why you talk to her like that why are you guys taking advantage of someone who's sick in the hospital like if the goal is to get them better why are you using that language or why are you about oh they looked pretty so i did this to them if the person didn't want it they didn't want it you don't get to negotiate that in the moment that they're down and when you do that to someone when they're down that says a lot about you so there's talks i have to have but on to the past subject um that that was that was probably the hardest point in my life those six months before she passed away because it wasn't just the six months it was we're both single how are we supposed to be here for each other we're not in a relationship but you sleep over here and i i have a dresser for you with your stuff in it and i don't see an issue with that because i do want you back even though we're single when we broke up it wasn't i don't love you anymore it was we don't support each other anymore and we're gonna become very resentful of each other so we should break up as much as this hurts me and i don't want anybody else and even though that was the right decision you're gonna have regret when yeah. things like this happen because yeah. like and it doesn't always feel good it doesn't it yeah. doesn't it doesn't the right decision isn't supposed to feel good the right decision is supposed to fit what people need and that's really unfortunate because like how many times are you really going to give yourself the right decision if what's bad for you feels good mm. Mm. listen we're gonna have to get you off you the pod yeah we're gonna have to let's, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's let's just end the pod now I'm <laughs> let's just end the pod because you listen yeah. the back the good. truth in that is that the bad decision always feels good. It does. It, it does. It does. Good. It does. But you have to realize that that good feeling is mm -hmm. usually temporary. temporary. It is. Temporary. And that's and that's Very what temporary. that's what I was afraid of. I think at one point uh for myself I was like Am I going to be able to walk beside this person and honestly have their back like they need me to if I feel this way about them because of where our relationship is? Mm. And like for me, that was hard because it's like you're talking about and to this day, I still deal with this in parts. But when you really like someone, you start building worlds in your head like mm. the babies, mm -hmm. the color of the kids, whose mm -hmm. DNA is stronger, mm -hmm. who's going to be the fucked up aunt or uncle, who's going to be drinking at the cookouts. Uh, what kind of house are we going to get together? Who's going to fuck up on the bills and we got to mm -hmm. sit down and be like, nigga, you can't do this. Like, mm -hmm. who's going to be the person that has mimosas on Monday mornings? You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, those those are things I think about in relationships with mm -hmm. people who come in my life and they don't really leave my life all that much. And when they do, it's like, I'm blowing this bitch up. And it's like, look, it's cool, but I made you a goodie bag. <laughs> that's just how i am because i'm just like look if you if you really love someone you shouldn't have to destroy things on the way out you should be allowed to be angry don't get me wrong but like it doesn't always have to be destructive sometimes it could just be insulting here and there and like i nigga give me my space i'll see you in like a couple of years when you find joy somewhere else so um but when she graduated that was probably one of like the happiest moments of my life because like give me a sec <clears throat> thank you i uh college was really hard for her because the college the high school she went to she was like number she graduated number seven in her class 
but she started number three. And that number meant something to her in high school, especially the high school she went to. And then when she went to college, she was supposed to go to a really good school in Florida, but didn't make it because of some paperwork stuff. And she lost the scholarship. And then that was the first time she dealt with depression in terms of extreme depression, which her parents yeah. knew, but the way parents handle depression isn't always correct. That's what care looks like, but care isn't always education. Mm-hmm. And that's why I get home safe is made because it's like, where's the education? Where's the example? Where's the, okay. There's an example of someone who says, this kid has ADHD. Here's a professional. Do you want to reach out to this person? Even if they're not located in Maryland, they could connect me to an office in DC or Virginia, which is just as good. And now I have a good point of reference. Mm. That's all I am. I'm a very popular point of reference for when people need resources. But that's more than what we had before I made what I made. Yeah. And even with all these uh, social media influencers, with when it comes to mental health, that's more than a lot of them are willing to give you outside of the information, which is so important. Yeah. And then um, leading up to 2018, it was 2018 was very impactful for her and I in terms of the relationship and how bad things were getting for her and her family. But to me, 2017 was when things started because you graduated summa cum laude. So number one in your class, graduation class, right? And then like, where are your friends? Where are the people that are supposed to be there for you? Where are the people that are supposed to show up for your birthday parties? Where are the people whose PR groups and stuff like that you're a part of who said, we're making these groups to have your backing in, um, in case things hit the fan. But when things hit the fan, these niggas are nowhere to be found. Where are the people who they've met through me in terms of juice? They don't have her back. And even though her and I aren't together, these are questions I'm taking very seriously because I was hitting niggas up like, what the fuck you guys doing? You told me you had this niggas back. Shit hit the fan. Where the, why is he these crickets? Why is he these bats? Mm. And like, that's who I had to be as a nigga. And then like when things were getting progressively worse for her, she was still killing the game she worked at the number seven and the number five pr firm in the world at that time and that's big being black you feel what i'm saying that's big like when your family doesn't know what it is that you do they just know you get paid they just know you have accounts in like japan and england and everything else and like the weight the betrayal our relationship not working out things not falling into place there's only so many times someone's going to be able to pick themselves back up and the last thing she said to me and i'll just wrap the story up here because i don't want to get too deep and too heavy is the last conversation we had i didn't hear her voice it was a text message and she told me always remember to take mental health days and i never knew that was going to be the last conversation i had with her I thought she was getting better. I remember she had called me like a day or two ago and I heard her voice and it was clear. And I was like, oh, because the meditation, the medication they had her on was slowing things down first. So I was like, oh, my God, this is like the first conversation her and I had where I talk, she talks, it's back and forth. It's not we're waiting on her working through the medication to be able to hit me back. And all I was thinking about was like, well, her dresser's here. Everything's going to get back. After she gets back, I had purchased an LLC and I was going to open a business bank account for us that had our anniversary, even though we weren't together anymore, because I wanted to at least make a place for her to be able to exist and for her to be able to, to build herself up no matter what. So even if the world turns its back on you, I'll always be here for you. And she never got to experience that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm sure like that took a toll on you. Oh, psh, girl, when you saw me, I was losing my mind. I ain't, I ain't give a fuck about nobody. I was, what I say? Didn't I say like Black was like the best artist ever in the world at the dinner? I was, I was talking super oh, so crazy. I didn't know that. That was, that was uh, close in proximity to when that happened. Mm-hmm. That was, that was when we had the sit down. She passed away 2018. Well, when you mourn someone, there's no time limit. Right. You grief don't, has no limit. yeah, you don't know what part of grief you're gonna be in. You just know anger. You know betrayal. You know critiquing of niggas who are not there for you, and you know when you just don't fuck with someone, and you're not even gonna fake it anymore. You're not gonna be cordial. You're just like, nah, fuck this, fuck that. Whoever's here, cool. If not, mm, let me just go because I don't want to start destroying things. Mm. And when you guys hit me up for us to do what we were planning on doing. I was like, oh, this is right on time because I was like, I was already planning on doing the tour. Uh, you guys had reached out to me about doing the New Jersey show on this side for having the panel. And we had a nice little spot. It was going to be nice. The colors were going to be nice. A nice little space for everybody. We was about to be in our bags. And when the pandemic hit, I was my wounds were fresh. I was super open at that time. Like what you saw was not only anger me, but it was I've never had a why me. I, it was always it's always been why her like that's never changed to me like. Mm-hmm. Like for someone who did so much for me, did so much for her friends, did so much for these people that she cared about, why was no one there for her? And then it always comes back to the education of like, even if you care about someone, are we really educating ourselves to take care of people that we care about? Yeah. Or do we it's just hard. or do we just like the opportunity to say and prove that we're helping someone without yeah. looking at the details? Yeah. And I was like, nah. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's a hard um it's a hard place to to sit at because I I never I will never ever reduce or lighten the experience of somebody who's hurting like that because mm-hmm. I know the pain is just one that I cannot fathom mm-hmm. at this point in my life maybe it's at different points in my life I've come close but I don't know if I can really fathom, especially when you make that, you know, decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that I will also say that the job and the role of the friend, especially the good friend, is also not an easy one either. Mm-hmm. Because and I'm not trying to create excuses or I'm not even trying to um negate responsibility. But what I will say is that the role of the friend is not easy because sometimes mm-hmm. you don't know what to do. You don't know mm-hmm. what to say. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to be there for the person. Like, yeah. I always want to be a resource. I always want you to know you love me. But, you know, one thing that I think we have <clears throat> to recognize and also acknowledge is that energy is transferable. Mm-hmm. And if you are aware or if you are in a space, like, a per- I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Secret Life of Bees. Uh, but it is I always think about April mm-hmm. and April is played by um the African girl who's mixed Sophie mm-hmm. Okedu or something mm-hmm. like her mm-hm. name okay pronunciation and, and Sophie <laughs> feels mm-hmm. everybody's emotions mm-hmm. and I often talk about her because I feel myself in her I have the tendency of taking on people's emotions mm-hmm. and if you are that kind of person you have to be very careful about how you 
support people, mm-hmm. how you love people, how you respond to people, how you offer yourself as a resource. Because sometimes the heaviness of being there for somebody can be detrimental to you mm-hmm. if you are not, I don't even want to say strong enough, if you're just not equipped with the tools mm-hmm. to make sure they don't affect you the right way. So while I do agree with you said with what you're saying and I get it, mm-hmm. you know, I get it. I also think that sometimes for for the other person, a lot of people want to be there. Some people just don't know how. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people think that what they're giving is their best. Mm-hmm. And it's not That might be though. Not, that might really it be, might their be their best. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. for the person that's mm-hmm. experiencing it, it's not their best mm-hmm. and they they want more. I just, you know, I think that it's important that as you're talking about, um, you know, get home safe and like your events and how they're really based on exposure. I think that sometimes exposure doesn't always have to be for, first of all, we're all hurting. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Mm-hmm. But two, education and exposure doesn't always have to be for the person that's in the bottom of the pit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it has to be for the friend yeah. so that they yeah. can learn coping mechanisms mm-hmm. so that they could learn helping mechanisms mm-hmm. to help their friend and what to do, what to say, mm-hmm. um, how not to be an asshole without knowing right. that they're yeah. being an asshole. Because yeah. I know so many times I've been insensitive and so many times I'm like, oh my God, like I don't, but it's a learning process it and is. everybody has to learn their place mm-hmm. and it's, I also feel like it's a never ending learning process. It, it is, it is. Because yeah. it changes and our emotions change daily. And mm-hmm. you know, who you are, who you are every day is someone different. Yeah. Like I say that all the time. Like, so for example, to piggyback off what you just said, I spent a lot of last year doing that with the shorts when I did education on like coping, depression, recognizing depression. Okay. Treating depression. What are some habits you need to build as someone? with depression okay cool what are some habits you should build as someone who's dealing with someone who's dealing with depression how can you be there for them and what are things that you can do so even in her story as i tell it i always feel it's never fair to tell her story because she doesn't get to defend herself Mm -hmm. she doesn't get to fill in the gap she doesn't get to say what that part of her experience was i just get the intimate secrets and i get to pick and choose what needs to be said out loud and what no one will ever know And like even taking that a step further, I'm a huge fan of uh, basic Twitter, bare minimum Twitter. That is my tribe. So like when I look at friendships, I look at what is the bare minimum that is happening. Mm. I always start at the bare minimum. You don't you don't got to go over the hill. Just what is the bare minimum that you're giving in the friendship? And is that is that what's necessary for the friendship? My bad cousin calling me hot. Uh, anyway, keep going. Shout yes. out to my friends. <laughs> Shout out to my friends real quick. Um, but I just wanted to ask, like, mm-hmm. moving on from that, mm-hmm. you know, after having such a traumatic mm-hmm. um, event or, I, you know, thing happened to you, mm-hmm. how was the process of finding love again? Because you're now in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You So you were single for two years or I was, three years? I was single from... Let me see. We broke up 2017. So I was single from 2017 until about... 2022? 2020. 20, 2020, summer of 2020. Okay. And, and at that time... Wait, you about to say something? I was just going to say, mm-hmm. like, how did you make deci- the decision to, I'm ready to get back in the relationship world? I didn't. I, I was like... So my first concern, I was like, am I going to be able to fuck niggas? Like dead ass. Am I am I gonna really wanna like <laughs> No, not realize. Let it's me, like I just wait, hold on. Let uh-huh. me 
I know that maybe I know y'all can read through context clues. Yeah. But I feel like with the way Dwight's lingo oh. is, <laughs> like <laughs> even earlier yeah. when he was like, niggas was in my feet. <laughs> like, oh, 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 like okay. I, I hope y'all understand what he's saying. Am I? <laughs> Please be clear on how he's saying. This is a straight man, and he calls he calls everybody niggas, men, women, indifferent or different. So just so y'all learn, I was like, yeah, he was like, that's a good question. So for those of you who are listening, I just want y'all to be clear on what he's talking about. Not like there's a problem. Yeah, but and there's just, no problem. You're, you're, but I'm just trying to yeah, clarify because yeah. I know what he's talking about, yeah. but I know that y'all that's listening might be like, hold on. Hell yeah, what's he speaking on? What's going on? I'm like, hey, yo, hey, where the context at, yo? Who is this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so continue. No, that was was my first concern. I was like, am I going to be able to fuck niggas? Because, like, you have to want to fuck people. Like, sex, people's like, oh, no, I want to have sex. Do you? Do you really? Like, sometimes you go through certain things in life where it's just like, do I want to have sex? (laughs) What am I trying to feel? What is the good thing that I'm trying to walk away from if I do this? And that's, like, where I was at in life. And then, like, outside of that, I also didn't want any of my relationships to be a a trauma bond like they want to be there for me because of what i've gone through like oh you went through this thing and and i need you because i need to be there for you i need to fix this no nigga you don't you need to just be whatever you are as a person you don't need to fix the problem when you come in contact with it do i appreciate if you are trying to help yeah but like what i've gone through in life isn't your responsibility and i'm not gonna dump that on you if you, you speak to some of these <laughs> yo, in the back. Oh. Some of these niggas in Jersey right now. Oh, I could imagine. I could imagine. Gonna, I'm not even gonna do it. Yeah, I could, like, I could imagine. I could what imagine. What qualities did homegirl have to where you were like, I, I'm ready to be in this again. I'm ready to do this again. She was attractive. Let's just start at the top yeah. of the key. She was attractive. Yeah, okay. Like, I just, I remember, and what was ironic was I went through her page before she reached out to me. She had followed me. And then two weeks later, I went back to like, because I check on my followers because the work that I do with Get Home Safe. So like, at that time in my head, folks were, you're someone who's following me for Get Home Safe or you're so- someone who's following me for Juice Jones and the fun things that I do or I'm having. I didn't, I wasn't in the shopping game at all when it came to dating. I wasn't looking for dates. I wasn't trying to share French fries with anybody. I wasn't trying to share milkshakes. I was like, nah, I'm good. We doing protests right now. I'm in the middle of the protests. And I went through her page and there wasn't a lot of photos of her, but the photos that were there, I was like, oh, she's attractive. Let me like a couple of things here and there. And I didn't know at that time that like you shooting your shot, if you've liked like four posts on someone's page, I didn't know that was a thing. I was, I really were on people. I was on people's pages, just enjoying the page and who they were and what they're about. So she hit me up. She said, hey, I said, hello, how can I help you? And she was like, oh, you know, nothing. I, I really like the work that you're doing. And then she asked about the protests and everything else we were working on. And this was like around the time of George Floyd. But like I had done a couple of protests in D.C., Virginia and Maryland, I think a little bit under 17 protests at that time within that short period of time and she was just inquiring about that and i was like oh this person's cool she's inquiring about the work and then what what held with me at the end of the conversation she was like so are we going to talk later 
And I was like, nigga, who are you? What do you mean are we going to talk later? You've inquired. What, what more is there to talk about? And I was like, oh, this nigga's feeling me. I was like, oh, man, damn, that's crazy. That's you know, yeah. not to cut you off, but I find that, like, uh, shout out to Gene. Shout out to Gene. <laughs> Gene and mm-hmm. his friends, or maybe so more so Gene, has always said, like, sometimes men cannot tell when women are hitting on them. Mm-mm. And I find that odd because I feel like we're so direct. No, no. No, some women are direct. Some women plot. She was plotting. She let me know later that she was plotting because like a week later after we were texting back and forth, I was like, nigga, why is you here? (laughs) I was like, look, I told you about the hurt. I gave you a little sample about the situations and everything. But like, why are you here? And she's like, I like you. I was like, fam, you don't know me from a ton of bricks. This is like a week later. She's like, yeah, but she was like, you're a really good person. She's like, you don't you don't come out as the good guy. You're just trying to do the best that you can and you actually care about people. Mm. And I was like, do niggas not care about people? And she was like, no. Yeah. They just like I was like, damn. I was like, I guess not. And that was something I was missing because like, when you come out of hurt, you only have blinders on. You feel what I'm saying? You're just trying to make it from point A to point B to point C. I'm going to do this. We going to get it out the mud. Boom. And what I was grateful for her about was she was very genuine in wanting me, but I had to be very genuine in what she couldn't be. And I told her, I was like, hey, because you know about this intense relationship I've had before you, please do not compare yourself to the person I used to date or what I used to have. I was like, that's heavy. That's important. You weren't there for that. And if you compare yourself to her, this is not going to work and we are not going to last because you're going to have these ideas and arguments that you really don't need to be having. And you're going to try and fight for something that already belongs to you and other things in my past that you weren't there for and you shouldn't be fighting for. I just want to talk about while we're on I'm sorry, Quas, before you go. Mm -hmm. Hope said they got me fighting ghosts. (laughs) Like no, you can't, you cannot win fighting ghosts. You will never win. Stop it. That person is an epic human. Mm-hmm. Stop comparing Hove to Big. Yeah. Big is great. Yeah. He's deceased. Separate bodies Stop. of work. Yeah. She was great. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, her time has passed. But yeah. You cannot. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna go well. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's just not gonna go well. Yeah. And also, Sorry, if you I'm see me so in, bad. if you see me in pain, that's not your cross to bear. Also, if you want to come for me, I, I get you wanting to be there for me, and I, I appreciate that you get to see the things I may not show people um, publicly. But that's really not your responsibility. Sometimes just knowing someone cares about me is enough. Because yeah. like, I don't want them to carry what I have to carry in my day in and day out as I'm figuring this thing out. Yeah. And I just want to add, because now I got the mic. I just mm-hmm. want to add something, mm-hmm. okay? I need you to preach to some of these niggas in New Jersey. Because mm-hmm. I feel like some of these niggas in New Jersey have all sipped the same water. We have. And it seems like they're going through. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you're, you're a different nigga, so you're in a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying it's the same story. It's, I feel like it's more of they are hurt, but they don't want to admit how hurt they are from mm-hmm. either a past situation or something. Mm-hmm. And they carry that same hurt throughout every situation. So when a real one mm-hmm. approached them, they don't know. They don't know how to handle that. 
Yeah. And then they realize it when that real one is gone. Mm -hmm. Then they want to have the 3 a.m. hit up Texas Mm -hmm. or the six six month reviews, as Mm -hmm. I call it. We have six month reviews in our job. That's real. So I call it the six month review. Mm -hmm. You hitting up on WhatsApp out of nowhere Mm -hmm. at some 11 a.m. in the morning talk about. Oh, voice messages talk about, oh, I was calling and thinking about you. Nigga, I, why are you hitting me up at 11 a.m.? I'm at work. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what are you hitting me up about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, you don't got to go into that, mm-hmm. but everybody needs some sense of healing. So I feel like all this carrying the past situation with you, thinking every person is the same, it goes on niggas too. Because there are niggas out here to do the same situation over and over yeah. and over yeah. and they don't grow. Mm-hmm. Then you're 42. Mm-hmm. I'm not 42. Mm-hmm. But then you're 42 and you talk about looking for love. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want a Tinder or you want Bumble. I'm looking Let's for get love. into it. Let's get you into it. You know what I'm it. saying? Yeah. Talk about some, I just want somebody. Nigga, mm-hmm. you had somebody. Yeah, you had you exactly what you up. needed. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. Yeah. You're speaking yeah. facts, though. Yeah. Speaking yeah. facts. Yeah. The cycle. That's real. When you don't heal or Mm -hmm. when you don't self assess, Mm. the cycle becomes repetitive. And although we talking about men, you know, we're blaming the men today. Sometimes it happens with us women. It does. It is some of our choices. Sometimes we choose the same person over and over, and we because it's what you know. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah. And what's comfortable we, to us. Right. Um, when we deserve better and we know what we yeah. can get better, but yeah. we still opt to deal with the same type of male. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Yeah. I'm nah, that. nah, that's real. That's, that's real as hell. That's real as hell. We might have to take a shot to that one. Ooh, but oh, like, you know what? I was just going to say that uh-huh. we should try the courage This, yeah. this episode yeah. of This Is 30 is uh-huh. brought to you by <laughs> yes. Courage and Stone. Her yeah, yeah. Classic mm-hmm. Manhattan. This is a black owned yes, whiskey yes it is. brand. Yes. Manhattan made yes, with rye whiskey and mm-hmm. vermouth. Let's yeah. get into yeah. it. The yes. bottle that we have is 80 proof. There you go, good reader. Let's go. By volume. Yes, by volume. Milliliters mm-hmm. and the bottle. Let me just okay, say, it's the such a nice bottle. Is 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 awesome. Your hands on are and, perfect. Uh, yes. You know what? We're, oh, this is by Aisha Taylor. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know this was her brand. Black, blackity black. Wow. Shout yeah. out to Aisha Taylor. Yeah. Taylor. She's a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. Um, uh huh. She's pretty. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh huh. So yep. shout out to Aisha Taylor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. The white out. got this for yes. free. Yeah, from Black Men Cry too. Shout out to Cat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cat's black doing an amazing job too. out there in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, black making a safe space too. for black men. If you black men want to chime in, there you go. Like black it. men cry too. We black got you guys on both sides. You know it. what? I have too many good hashtags to pick from for this. The title of this episode. <laughs> I honestly just don't know what I'm gonna pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're we are gonna take a shot on air. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. one shot glasses squats. Mm-hmm. I think I you see them? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I brought a few. Um, so we are taking a shot to this black owned whiskey. Mm-hmm. Y'all mm-hmm. pray for me because mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a she make wine. <laughs> I don't know what she does, but um, I don't know. It's my first time. I just know I like that bottle. That presentation, yeah. oh, nice. Is this your yeah. first time having it? No, no, no. I had oh. it. Uh, I had it uh, yesterday. Oh, the bottle's very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my ring. Oh, ooh, okay, ring. I was like what? I'm gonna I'm I'm do like a half. That ring is on no, runaway I'm love. Just not sure. But that... the white, I'm gonna give you a hope. Hey, I'm here for it. Okay, I'm a big guy. And then we're gonna talk 
to mm-hmm. close this show out we're at an hour and nine minutes and i like this pod because i think it's been very comprehensive mm-hmm. and i love comprehensive pods because you know what i like having fun mm-hmm. and we're gonna have fun in a few minutes but i love when we get to talk about extremely meaningful things and things that i think that people are dying to hear mm-hmm. that we never hear i'll tell you guys an insecurity of mine or maybe not so much an insecurity but when it comes to the pod sex sells salacious topic sell Mm -hmm. so when i'm talking about nonsense and fugazi shit Mm -hmm. the numbers are up to the roof (laughs) it's crazy and as a podcaster when you look at your analytics Mm -hmm. that can mess with your mind because you start to think that when you do a pod that's chill Mm -hmm. or a pod that's just like you know generic that mm-hmm. it's bad yeah. and you know my best friend helps me with this a lot because she always tells me gee your podcast is so good mm-hmm. she always tells me all the time you have a really good podcast and if i don't get as much views or as much listens as i would usually like mm-hmm. like when i have a salacious topic mm-hmm. i kind of internalize that and i'm like oh, i wish it was a little bit more popping and she's like why you know she she understands it as People like ignorant stuff, so they're mm-hmm. gonna gross it. But it doesn't mean that the episodes that have comprehensible mm-hmm. items mm-hmm. are not just as valuable. And it's something I'm trying to like, you know, shape my mind mm-hmm. to um, accept mm-hmm. and understand. So I really appreciate you in this conversation. You are a of a, a mountain of knowledge. Yes. It's like it's a beautiful thing to see, and I love to see it in men. Yes. Like I love to see it in men and. Although I don't know how you live in your day-to-day life, because what I will say, and I'm just being honest, is that I know men who talk it but don't live it, mm-hmm. you know? And I believe that you live it, you yeah. know? I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't believe work. that you live it, but I do know men that talk it. They always have the best words to say, but they don't live that life. Mm-hmm. But you do strike me as somebody who lives the life, and I appreciate it mm-hmm. because you speak candidly, you speak honestly, you speak openly, and it's... It's a beautiful thing to see in black men because we don't always see the healthy conversations from black men, mm-hmm. the openness, mm. the honesty, mm-hmm. and the, just the realness. Mm-hmm. You could be real, you could be honest, but you could be a good person. Yeah. Like you yeah. could understand that the game is effed up. Mm-hmm. You could understand what goes left, what goes right, but you could just you could be a real person, a good person. Yeah. And, you know, I find that sometimes it doesn't always go that way. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you. And I'm so appreciative for you coming to the show. No, of course. I really wanted to come on here just to talk. Like, hey, I've been proud of your work for quite some time. So when I was home, I was like, I have a list of things that I want to do. I right. was like. I'm going to do that one podcast in New York with Cat Black Men Cry too. I was like, I'm going to hit Journey Cup. I was like, I'm going to go on her podcast. We're going to talk. We're going to rap. We're going to talk a whole bunch of shit. I want to see what it looks like when she's working because yeah. you've done such a great job. And then I was like, I, I'm i going to do this one baby shower and these two graduations and I'm headed back to D.C. and niggas are not going to see me for a very long time. For years. <laughs> I'm coming to D.C. I'm coming to D.C. to hang out with you. <laughs> come through. DC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. Come through. Come through, right? Yeah. yeah. I might have to take a little. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, yeah, that little chase. Yeah. yeah so, I definitely need one. but on I top of that, um, okay. let me give you a little piece of advice if you're open to it. I'll take it. Um, I'm down. It's very important to not give a fuck. 
Mm. It is. And, all the gems you giving me. And yeah. the reason the reason I say that is I'm not saying to not care about their people, the opinions, those analytics. I'm saying the work you're putting out, you are gonna do this shit regardless. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? We're here for you because we know what you're gonna be on. We're gonna see you every Monday. <laughs> Clap up. If mm. she misses a Monday, we'll see her next Monday. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? And because of that, as much as the analytics do affect the kind of content you want to put out, there's still a place where a hollowed area where your heart is and the work that you put out, the conversations that you have, the people you allow to come on here that mean something to you. And that's always going to be the basis of all the work that you're putting together, period. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I appreciate that. Like, Instagram told me that when my shit don't be pushing I'm like nah this was a great fucking moment this was a great topic you niggas think I give a fuck if I only got 37 views on this oh I got 3,000 views on this shit oh I'm back to 12 views oh I'm back to 120 views now I'm I'm gonna keep putting the content out because this is gonna help someone there's someone who's gonna relate to this there's someone who's gonna find this and be like finally a nigga I could reach out to and hopefully if I DM them they'll they'll entertain my nonsense for 5 minutes Mm. so like it's very important to not care. It's it's important to pay attention and be aware. But that button you're going to push when you hit record, you're going to say whatever the fuck you're going to say regardless. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And you do you do good on both ends. And also, you don't want to be niched down. You enjoy what this show brings you and what you give it. And it's a two-way street. Yeah. Uh, the work that you do, and this is another piece of advice I give to a lot of folks. Um, whenever you do something and you dedicate a part of your life to to it, ask yourself, does it love me back? That's very important. Mm. You're not just here to like be a part of the moments. Is the work that you're doing loving you back? Are the people loving you back? Where you invest your time, is that loving you back? That's a big difference between waking up and pressing snooze. Yeah, that's so true. yeah, that's real. That's a word. That's yeah, a, that's real. That's a word. That's real. It's facts. You know, it'll make that's you pay attention to what's important. Mm-hmm. It'll make you pay attention to. The people, shout out to y'all who have paid $75 because you want to come to the This Is 33 Year Anniversary Mm -hmm, for the mm -hmm. Campfire uh, Convos Mm -hmm. event that I'm having. Mm -hmm. It'll make me pay attention to even if there's just a few. Mm -hmm. Somebody said, I like you enough. I like your pot. I like your brand Mm -hmm. enough Mm -hmm. to want to come and celebrate you. And you look at your cup. In, instead of being half empty but half full mm-hmm. because it's all really perspective yeah and that's to me what you're pointing out is like perspective it's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a very uh important mind tool yep. and we don't always use it correctly mm-hmm. um but we all have it yeah so i appreciate that yeah so salute salute Salud, salud, salud. Uh, there we go. Not over the laptop. Good job, everybody. Sorry, Keeping it away from the equipment. We're doing real this good thing, right now. This no, no, it tastes good. Trust me. Mm. Once you get it to the back of your throat, it's fine. Oh. It's really not All right, bad. It wasn't bad. This it's not bad. bad. It's not bad. bad it's, it's sweet on the palate. You're like good. It's a Manhattan. Yeah. Actually, it was good. It was oh, really good. It's a Manhattan. It's classic. It smelled a little oh. weird, but it was She asked. She was like, classic or Manhattan? Okay. This is a classic. So they put a classic in a bottle. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All you need is an ice cube and a smile. You're yeah, good. that's good. Yeah. That would taste good over some ice cream, like yeah, rum yeah, raisin. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's an old school flavor. Yes. I do eat that in my private time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. Yeah, that's good. I like that better than Fireball. Yeah, that's what yeah, it says. Yeah. The yeah, better version good. of Fireball. Okay. Yeah, really, really good. It's really. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. I mm-hmm. was scared because the smell scared okay. me a little, mm-hmm. but it was good. 
That okay. means that means she actually put in work and she tried it yeah. out before putting it in the streets. Shout out to yeah. and the bottle. The packaging is it's nice. Awesome. It's nice. Um, I'm gonna post a picture of this so y'all can know. Um, I'm gonna take a picture of it. Um, but um, we we gotta get to the messy stuff. Of course. What's up? All right. So. We're just gonna be a, we're just gonna be a little funny. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were single in this time, do you think you would be like comfortably dating? What oh, more so? What okay. I guess what I would ask you is what is effed up in the streets? What do you see that's effed up in, in the streets? Mm, I think people aren't having fun anymore. <clears throat> I okay. think people aren't having fun anymore when they're dating. So people are no longer having fun with it's, it. It's Give very, me one example. It's a very concise thing. Like when I when I see people go on dates and I see your receipt, I'm like, nigga, I don't want to see the receipt. Where's the smiles? Are you guys having a good time? Where are you guys going? Okay. I don't, so you think I don't everything care about is receipts. like a flex? Everything's either a flex or it's a I'm planning for my disappointment. I'm not planning for the good time. Mm, that's a good point. And and if you're viewing what you're going on is gonna be a bad time you're gonna have a bad time that's usually how it plays out or when you have a good time you're gonna be so so surprised you're you're not gonna be sure what to do with it Mm -hmm. because when you plan for not having a good time you go in with that energy and what happens is your date who's with you they're gonna go home and be like do i want to go on a date with that person again they felt kind of off i don't know i felt like i was working really hard for a night that was real easy Mm -hmm. and i've had relationships that were like one and done so it was like two weeks and i was like nah this ain't gonna work let's Mm -hmm. just separate from each other yeah Yeah. okay so what what um personality traits do you see in women that you're not with like especially in the latter years um what have you seen getting ghosted Mm. Oh, so you have you been ghosted? I've been ghosted. Okay. Yeah, I've been you ghosted. You don't like that. Yeah, I don't. But it was hilarious to me when I got ghosted. Okay. So it was my birthday. Ooh. It was, uh, you remember I was like 2020, everything hit the fan? Yeah. This, she was super bad too. That's what makes it hilarious to me because she watches on my IG store. She actually just got married. So congrats to her. Oh. And... <laughs> Well, shout out to you, young lady. <laughs> what a plot twist. Yeah. Yo, and it's that's like an ongoing joke between me and my girl because it's like, you know, because she fucked up, we here, and that's kind of nice because, like, what would have happened? What would that look like? Right. You know, yeah. you feel what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's like, that's kind of nice. Yeah, no, I, I came up. I'm not even, it's not even a question. I was like, yo, whoever I date, I'm lucky, quite honestly. Not because of what I've gone through, but like, People don't have to date you. They don't have to give a fuck about you. They don't have to like you. They don't even have to be attracted to you. There are people who are just out here who fuck to fuck, and that's cool, and that's their prerogative. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, when you have a chance to date and connect with someone, because it's not about dating. It's do you date and connect, not just do I have fun with you? Are you a good associate who we have great dinners and great convo, and we leave it at that? And what happened with this? Should I tell this story, or should I um, tell the whole... (laughs) Tell it. Uh, so it was my birthday and it was right when the announcement happened. That was our very first date, yeah. right? So we went out. When's your we, birthday on the uh, March thirteenth? Yeah. That was the oh. Sunday. The live that was the Sunday. Yeah. 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 So uh-huh. um my birthday was uh the thirteenth, which was a Friday. Saturday I had work because I worked down on U Street before my spot closed up. And then Sunday we had brunch in the establishment we were at. My boy bartended there and they had to shut it down early because that's when they made the announcement that everyone okay. has to immediately shut down all their stuff and we gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> 
because we were about to be on a lockdown and everybody was like what the fuck is a lockdown yeah. it was just like yeah. everything was in the fan at one time and like this chick would not shut the fuck up about uh the black widow movie coming out she's like oh my god i'm getting ready for the black widow movie uh marvel movies i'm, I'm so excited and i was just like she's funny i could laugh at her joke she's really cute mm-hmm. i was like damn she was like five three and stacked and i was like yo where are you from why are you built like this who are you and we ended up going to another establishment and like ended up making out but then she got too drunk when she got back to my house and she fell asleep and i don't have sex with people that get drunk yeah, and fall asleep on my spot for you yeah no nah, that's that's never been my thing you you could go ahead sleep cozy i'm gonna make dinner for you when you wake up is when you wake up and have food so she passed out and she was surprised she's like so you ain't doing nothing i was like nah nigga. It's like you fell asleep you in my bed you, you should yeah. be safe here i made dinner for you she's like oh well, well i'm gonna go it's like nah that's cool and she's like so you're not gonna do nothing i was like nigga you were drunk what am i supposed to do with that dinner go home be safe and i think i think that set a standard that threw her off because i think she expected me to fuck Mm. and i was like nah man mm -mm, that's not there's tons of guys who would have yeah birds disgusting pieces of animals Mm -hmm. that would have but you know what you said you said you set a standard that she you set a standard that she probably was wasn't used to. You just said something. When I hear it back, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in the notes. Yeah. Yeah. But you set a standard that she wasn't used to. Yeah, and she, was, she was surprised. And I was just like, why are you surprised? I was like, if you hook up with a nigga, even if it's a random nigga, and you did meet me through folks who know us mutually, you should be able to be safe and not question, am I safe here? Mm. This is how all men should behave. Exactly. All men do not behave like At you. I just want you to know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people of take it advantage of women when they're turned Mm -hmm. and to me i think there's a distinction and i'm sorry if i'm throwing you off no 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 you're good but i think that if you are in a woman's presence for the first time Mm -hmm. and she is wasted like that Mm -hmm. you should not have sex with her it's one thing if your shorty is turned Mm -hmm. and even then i feel like use your discretion but if your shorty is turned you know she blah 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 do whatever but if you are in a woman's presence in a close proximity with her for the first time, mm-hmm. that's never the way to go about getting cheeks. Mm-hmm. Like you're a loser. You're lame. Mm-hmm. You're lame if you have to if you if she has to be inebriated and mm-hmm. you take advantage of that. You're a sucker. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's dope especially on this podcast on a platform that hundreds of people hear mm-hmm. for you to be a man and to say that she was turned. Yeah. I let her go to sleep. Hell yeah. I let her go to sleep. I wasn't about to do none of that. Yeah. I let her go to sleep. I made her fool when she wake up, blah, blah, blah. But that should be, you know, I'm, I'm emphasizing it because it's not the world. standard for all yeah. men. Mm-hmm. A lot of men, and I, I don't want to speak on stuff, but I heard about a wild story recently mm-hmm. about just men being nasty. That's crazy. Men being nasty. Be, men <clears> being <throat> wild. Like, it's crazy mm-hmm. like it's crazy and we shouldn't talk about it but we have to talk about it because oh, we got a, to there's a lot of men who violate mm-hmm. women off of the weirdest things yeah like yeah. the weirdest things the weirdest circumstances mm-hmm. we we as a community do have a responsibility to check niggas when they out of bounds just facts and if you if you can't check your nigga that's not your nigga because that means that you're afraid to lose something outside of the friendship and it's like what are you guys really there for and me and my folks we hold folks real accountable when it comes to stuff like that for the most part like just straight up straight like that and if we notice that some of our folks aren't holding people accountable we create distance and i'm good at both those things so 
Yeah, I agree. Just to be honest, and I'm I'm really blessed to have the right people around me, especially the for men. real, for real. Listen, I, I'm glad. In line, you know, some of these men's out here, you know, mm-hmm. with the crew because they've been with their crew for X amount of years. Yeah, they don't hold each other accountable. If you can't check mm-hmm. your nigga, that's not, that's not your nigga. Exactly. Yeah. That's not Period. A yeah. Just a Point blank. You yeah. Don't freaking follow them. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with saying yo, like you shouldn't really do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the problem again mm-hmm. with niggas in mm-hmm. certain freaking northeastern states i'm not gonna mention no no just don't we say niggas we talk about everybody okay i take that back okay we talk about everybody niggas Mm -hmm. they don't they be in their crew and they be like oh you know they think it's all cool to just follow the leader Mm -hmm. you be a leader if you know it's wrong Mm -hmm. hold your nigga accountable that's all we say yeah should be a group full of leaders. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. But um, yeah, nah, long story short, uh Shorty came back. Uh two days later, she like brought some sauce because I was making her pasta. I think the first night I had made her a batch of Guinness ribs, because I make like a really uh famous Guinness ribs that a lot of folks pull up on me for. And it was like Uncle Ben's uh what was it? Jasmine Rice. Uncle mm-hmm. Ben be in his bag. Shout out to them Uncle I love Ben 90 second joints. Yeah, just there you go. Microwave it up. But when she Look came the microwavable one. <laughs> but I do I like Uncle Ben's rice that you have to boil. <laughs> but okay, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> and then she pulled I remember her pulling up the next day, like it was either the next day or a day later, and the energy was just different. Like she pulled up, she wasn't as it wasn't about her attractive level. There's a magic magnetism that happens between you and someone when they're attracted to you and you could just tell there's been like a little bit of a shift like something happened like hey maybe she expected dick and because she didn't get dick she was like you know what i don't know about this one now i got a second guess and shit so i made space for that but i don't feel bad for making that space um so she came through we were watching like some runway show about some fashion niggas or some shit like that and when she left i was like this ain't gonna happen i was like she ain't coming back and i remember getting on facetime with her like two days later and she was like hey what's up so i'm good we was rapping for five minutes i was having a conversation i was like hey what are you doing she's like i'm watching the marvel movies because you know i'm getting ready for black widow and i was like this nigga checked out she not listening to the conversation she just responding i was like all right if i don't call she'll never call again and that's exactly where it stopped mm. that was it i was like i knew if i didn't carry this whatever it was it wasn't gonna go anywhere yeah yeah, yeah and that was that was it that was it it was just that was Do you it consider that a ghost though um it's a ghost when i hit her up and there was no response after and you did that yeah yeah like oh, two okay. weeks later just to check in i was like oh, it's like crickets okay. crickets and like you know we follow each other on ig so i was like this is um Word. I was like, we're in the middle of a pandemic, nigga. Don't care. Just let it go. It's like, yeah. okay. I was like, and, and Talking my to mind, yeah, and my mind is different because I was just like, look, you are with a baddie on your birthday as the world closed. Mm. I don't think there's a lot you can ask for in that situation. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Could have been worse. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, we did have. I did want to talk about some other stuff, but I don't. I honestly don't think we have time. <laughs> I was gonna say um, we was probably rapping. Right I don't now. have time yet. We're at uh, hour thirty now. <laughs> that's, um, that's, that's a long time, um, but we'll get to it at another time. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, actually, God is good, but God is very good because um, I had a whole episode planned out. I had several questions, mm-hmm. several topics, several sections planned out, and. Some way, somehow, I lost the email that I pre-prepped or pre-produced this episode with. But y'all can't tell because it flowed and we talked about a lot of stuff. 
God made a way when there was no way. Um, and I appreciate I appreciate you guys for listening um, to the This Is Thirty podcast. I appreciate you, Dwight, for coming through and talking and dropping. Listen, the gems is like if I had rings, I would be glossed up right now because the gems that you have dropped. Like they would work. I would be rich right now. <laughs> I'll be rich. You dropped so many gems. I can't wait to listen to the episode over so that I could, you know, mm-hmm. highlight the importance. Mm-hmm. Um, and Quali, you know, Quali always holds me down. My cousin, she always holds me down. She did an I haven't amazing seen job. her in a while. She did an amazing um, job. Yeah, but I love we when love she comes you. to the show. Great swag. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. The three year anniversary. Uh, campfire convos, bus party. It's actually a bus ride. Mm-hmm. You know, party bus mm-hmm. to the camp. We're gonna, you know, be in the woods mm-hmm. with the bears. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to do something different, and I told you Let's guys go. this a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do a different type of turn up. I, I'm not tired of the club. I'm not tired of bars, but I do want to provide a different opportunity for us to enjoy each other mm-hmm. and. You know, have a good time. Yeah. And I thought that the idea was dope. So I hope you guys join me on July 1st, Friday, um, 5 to 10 p.m. I would really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the This Is 30 podcast every Monday coming at you live. Don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and another friend and a cousin and a mama and a daddy. And a sisters too. The whole crew. The everybody from London to New Jersey to listen to this is thirty podcast. I appreciate you guys. I wish you a blessed week. Um, Be well. Be be you. Be you. Be well. Be you. Be happy. Um, And you know, find something that you enjoy to do this week, even if don't nobody else enjoy it. Find something that you enjoy and engage. Y'all be blessed. Peace. Peace. Bye.